Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, good evening from a very steamy Indianapolis, Indiana. Hope you guys are doing well. we got a lot to cover tonight, so I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Okay, well, it's very comfortable here. It's uh, only made the low 80s the last couple of days, no humidity. Uh, it's going to get more humid for a couple of days, and then I think we're going to have some uh, thunder and stuff on Tuesday and get back uh, out of this. So August is, is here, and that means it settles down a little bit weather-wise. But welcome to show 53 of Sports Lounge Live. We're now into our second year, and happy to be there. This is the show for August 11th, 2019. And, of course, we have uh, Sean here and Perry here, and uh, have some people lurking in the background. Uh, Robert is here, of course, a regular panelist now and he's here. Yes. We have some people lurking in the background uh, that will uh, contribute as the our production staff. Our production, production staff, staff is here. Who, who came up with, uh, with, a, with a news note. Our executive producer came up with a news note and we'll talk about that later. Uh, and actually we don't have all the information we'd like to have on that but we will we will do what we can. And uh, so anyway, I think we're ready to go. And one of the things we've been promising you and you know, we promise you things for weeks and you know, just uh, keep it. That's, that's to, to, be, uh, to be fair, that's one of the uh, tricks in broadcasting. Just keep promising, promoting something and don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You know, and everybody tunes back in to wait. Are they ever going to do this thing? Well, we're finally going to do it because we've got a little less sports news this week than we've had other weeks. So remember the Joe Nutsall thing that we started talking about when time began? Well, yes, we're finally going to play that. It's about three or four minutes. It's not a long thing, but towards the end of the show, we're going to play that uh, as we go out, I think. So we're going to try to uh, get to the other things. First, we're going to do baseball. Then we're going to do football. Then we're going to do uh uh, let's see. I guess a little, uh, little slight amount of golf, perhaps. Uh, I don't know what else there there really is. There, this was NASCAR, kind of a NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR update. Little NASCAR update, and that won't take long either. So anyway, here's our plugging person. It is Sean. Well, Tell us all the numbers, facts, and figures. Well, and this week, since you know we have a little bit of extra time, probably we. We'll have some time for your calls and comments. We would love for you to chime in, especially, I understand we may have some new listeners out there uh, from the Midwest, so we would love them or anybody to call in at 646-876-9923 or download the Zoom app on your smartphone. And when you do that, you enter code 287-723-4600, hit the pound key twice, when you're here, star six, mute you and unmute you. Star nine, raises your hand on the phone to ask questions. Alt-Y on the computer, and the more key does it on your iPhone. So, or your yeah, Android also, we, or your yeah. Android phone, too. Or your Android, too. It does it on your Android. So on your smartphone, basically, it does that. That's right. But also, we want to remind you about our buddies, Larry and Jimmy, who we had on two weeks ago. You can go back and find out their football contest that they're doing. For details on that, you can... Email Larry Pittsburgh, just like the town in Pennsylvania, at Gmail, or DJ Faber, F A B E R 1, at Gmail, and they'll get you all the details on Gmail.com. Gmail. Know. Well, yeah, everybody pretty well, much. Oh, no, everybody, is, you don't know. There's enough orgs and other things that people get confused. Well, but G- every, yeah, Gmail's pretty much a dot com. That's standard. Anyway, I know, but we, all right, we got or for, for details, 
on it. You can also dial 712-432-3642. When you're at the main menu, hit 5 and then go to bulletin board number 10. Now, at that same number, you can interact with us on the Sports Lounge board, which is board number 9. Also, the Fight Club, talking boxing, MMA, and wrestling on board 11. And the Schedules board is board 13. Those are all at that same number, 712-432-3642. And before we get into this week, last week we were talking about the gentleman from Kansas, the voice of Kansas, while we had one of our esteemed listeners from Cedar Park, Texas, uh, CW, uh, let me know that the man was the PA voice of Kansas for 60 years. That's why we were confused about the whole Bob Barry and everything, you know, and all. Bob, Bob, Bob Davis. Davis. We're trying to, Bob, Davis. Bob Davis. Bob, Bob Barry's Oklahoma. Bob Davis. Yeah. And, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I'll, I'd get another correction from. But, yeah, he was the PA announcer for Kansas football and basketball for 60 years. But So just wanted to clear up a little housekeeping from last week. I don't think okay. we have any other housekeeping issues to clear up, do we? Or? I don't we think do. so. We don't, no. but I'll, oh, I'll yeah. bet Chris has some standings for us. I have standings. Uh, I have some baseball news. And we have a little baseball news, not a whole lot, but we, you know, we'll, we'll get a couple of topics, but we'll get to them. All right, the American League East. This is the, these standings now are the ones that are, are started the day's action, and then for the wild card, we'll do a, a, an update on the wild card standings uh, with today's action included. So, the American League East, the Yankees are were this morning at seventy six and forty one. Tampa Bay was sixty seven and fifty. So I think let's see, that's sixteen and uh, let's see, thirty five nine and a half games. I think uh, something like that for uh, the Yankee lead. So the Red Sox. Uh, scuffling along at 62-57, Toronto 49-71, Baltimore 38-78. and In the Central, this morning, Minnesota was leading at 71-46, and Cleveland at 70-47, and as you'll hear later. The Indians won today and tied, tied it up, so uh, we'll talk about that. Um, the White Sox at 52-63, and Kansas City 42-76, and Detroit 35-79. and in the West, Houston doing well at 77 and 40. Oakland 66 and 51. So that's, I think, what, an 11 game lead I think Houston had on them this morning. Uh, Texas at 58 58. The Angels 57 and 61. Seattle 48 and 69. In the National League East, Atlanta at uh, 69 and 50. Washington in second at 61 and 55. Six and a half out. Uh, the Met 61 and 56. Seven out. And Philadelphia 60 and 57 would be eight out. So this was going into today's action. Miami, uh, the only team not involved in that race, 44 and 72. And I'm not saying that uh, the Braves probably will still hang on and win the division, but uh, the wild card is just that, the wild card. We'll see when we get to the National League wild card. In the Central, the Cubs at 63 and 54 going into today. Milwaukee, 62 and 56, game and a half out. St. Louis, 60 and 55, two games out. Cincinnati, 56 and 59. And what would that be? Uh, six out, really. And hey, Cincinnati Reds, six games out on August 11th. That's not so bad. And uh, a little closer in the wild card than that. And Pittsburgh at 48 and 66. In the West, in the National League West, the Dodgers at 77 and 41. Way ahead of Arizona at 59 and 57. Like about 17 games. San Francisco, 58 and 60. San Diego, 55 and 61. And Colorado, 52 and 65. So here's our baseball scores. They cooperated tonight. I think everybody, other than obviously the Phillies Giants, who are just uh, underway, uh, everybody got done by, I think, by 7 o'clock Eastern, which is Yeah, everybody of. was done early today. So that, that's amazing. Usually I'm at 7.43, and I'm trying to get the last uh, wild card detail. But anyway, so today we had the Angels, uh, the Red Sox,
Sox as they shuffle towards the road to elimination. The Red Sox losing five to four today. They, all right, here you go. You got you got Kansas City and the Angels coming in. Teams you're supposed to clean up on, especially at home. They went three and three. So there you go. That's the Red Sox right there. Anyway, they lost five to four uh, in uh, ten innings. Baltimore beat Houston eight to seven, and that's notable because Baltimore yesterday lost to Houston twenty three to two. So if Houston had saved just a couple of runs, they could have won that game. But it doesn't work that way. And often, often. And you know the amazing thing, Chris, is too. Houston not only scored twenty three today, but they scored seven. Normally, when you score twenty three, you generally score maybe zero or one the next. Yeah. That's right. So there's that, but but usually you just say, could we couldn't we have saved up a couple of runs, you know, and won twenty one to two? And but hey, you know, Houston's doing all right. Houston is fighting for the not only the best league in the American League, the best record, but they're fighting for the best record in baseball, and they're they're locked and loaded. They're they're in good shape. So I don't think they're too worried about that. But it's just kind of funny when that happens. The Yankees beat Toronto one to nothing today. Atlanta over Miami five to four. The uh, uh, Cubs beat Cincinnati six to three. So the Cubs are, what'd they do? Split that series, Cubs and Reds? Yes, two to two. Two to two. Uh, Kansas City over Detroit, 10 to two. Washington beat the Mets 7-4 to four to salvage the, the final game of that series. The Mets, uh, as you'll see, are right in the middle of the – and we've got to talk about Washington and the Mets. In May, we almost – we weren't ready to put forks in them, of course, in May, but we were certainly ready to fire their managers. Uh, they had both had horrible series against the Marlins, and uh, they were ridiculously bad. And, well, no, uh, what, everybody around baseball was talking about uh, yes, firing both uh, of their managers. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not I'm not saying we were on an island yeah, here, Robert. Yeah. I'm just saying we were doing this, as right. did everybody else, and here they are right in the middle of the wild card rate, both of them have had remarkable turnarounds. You got to give credit to these managers. So Mickey Callaway and who's our uh, who's our Nationals manager? Uh, Davey Martinez. Davey Martinez for for keeping their you know uh, one day at a time mentality that you have to have in baseball. As John Strong says, every day it's a marathon, not a sprint. I, if John doesn't say that, uh, there's an investigation. I know that. Oakland beat the uh, uh, White Sox two to nothing. Texas over Milwaukee one to nothing. Cleveland beat Minnesota seven to three, and this was crazy. I heard about this. I didn't hear the the actual game, but I heard right afterwards. Uh, uh, they were taught. Tom Hamilton was talking about it. It was one on a grand slam home run by Carlos Santana in the t- top of the tenth inning. But before that, the Twins, when it was three to three in the bottom of the ninth, had the winning run thrown out the plate. So they could have won that game, you know, uh, four to three. There's a game. The Twins, if they end up having to be the wild card, you know, you you don't you lose a lot of perk by not winning that division. Uh, you got to have a one game playoff, and then you don't host in the in, in the league. You might host in, if you've got a better record in the World Series, but you can't host in the league. And you know, so it's a big deal to win that division, and they're tied now. So that could be an important. And what the, and what game. this means is Minnesota gave up a 12 game lead because they, they, they were up by 12 games at one they, point. They said uh, I think it was 11 and a half around June 4th or something like that. At Tom Hamilton yeah. said so. Yeah. Of course, the Indians tied it up Friday night. Twins won yesterday, and then the Indians tied it back up today, and the Indians get to play the Red Sox this week, so they're happy about that. Who isn't, isn't anymore? So that was a 10-inning game. Uh, okay, we had uh, the Cardinals beat the Pirates 11-9. to Tampa Bay over Seattle, one to nothing, and they, this is this is analytics uh, to the to the max. Two outs, nobody on. Uh, they, I we heard the end of this game. They took out their uh, re- their pitcher who had pitched eight and two thirds innings, whose name is escaping me. I knew it, Ryan. Uh, I can't think of his last name. Anyway, they took him out, brought in their closer to get the last batter. They knew it would switch. You know, of course, the, the Seattle switched the batter and all that. But just uh, he'd thrown a hundred pitches, eight and two thirds innings. That was it. Got to take him out. Can't go for the complete game. Whatever. You know, this is analytics at its best. Colorado beat San Diego eight to three. The Dodgers beat Arizona nine to three. And uh, then again, we have the Phillies and Giants. And anything on that? The Terry? Phillies are leading the Giants five to two. Okay, and uh, so and then and that's you know, a big wild card game for both of them. With 
the pitching you were just talking about. Yesterday I was talking to somebody. We were watching the uh, baseball game. Um, Jeff Samarja was rolling right along through eight innings, and they took him out in the ninth. It's like, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, I, that's I, what I, they don't, do. I just don't get it. Let the guys finish the games. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like, and they, they're doing it. They've got the guys buying it. They, no one is, none of the guys are coming out and complaining. Of course, they're all young, and they don't know any better. I mean, as all the old guys are sitting there, the the, uh, the guys who, you know, Jack Morris is of the world, who pitched how many innings, of, uh, you know, Nolan Ryan, how many innings did they pitch in their careers? And they're looking, they're laughing. They, they think this is the silliest thing in the world. But, of course, Nolan Ryan's involved with what? Is it the, is it the Houston organization now? Yeah, and I suppose they're, they're, in the, they're right in the middle of the analytics, but they probably keep him out of the room. They don't want to talk yeah, to him well, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the Giants played the Mets. Madison Bumgarner threw nine innings, 95 pitches, and because the game went into extra innings, Bochy took him out. And Bumgarner said after the game, I could have thrown another two or three innings. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, and I know I've said this before, Dick Raddatz used to come in. He, he had a couple of games where he came in in the seventh, and he used to bring in closers uh, early if they were good enough. And, they, and of course, now Raddatz only lasted four years, uh, five years at max, you know, with a, a good years. So he's the he's the exception. He's the guy that kind of, you know, knocks the thing, and they can look back and say, yeah, but what happened to his arm? But he pitched nine innings. He did it three or four times in extra. He'd go through the 16th inning or something. Well, look at, Raleigh, look at Raleigh Fingers, Chris. When the, when the A's were good in the 70s, if the starting pitcher had to leave early, they bring Raleigh Fingers in, and he'd pitch the rest of the game, you know? Yeah, that's right. Or there were Lynn Bladden Fingers or something. They only have yeah. a couple of pitchers for seven innings, but they <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, so for the wild card, these are updated now. In the American League, uh, we have uh, – and we're going to limit it. We're going to do two forks this evening. We're going to – and uh, there's a few other teams that are very close to it, but they're not quite there yet. But we're going to give out one in each league, uh, the Golden Fork Award. Uh, so, again, that means that the, they won't be mentioned in these standings again unless something really strange happens because – we just think there's really no chance for them to, to make it just the way they are. So we've got in the American League a lot thinner group uh, for teams com- contending. So we got Cleveland and Minnesota at 24 over, and you make your make your pick. There, last put a tie. One of them, if the season ended, would be the wild card. One would be the um, the uh, winner. Now the thing is, they would actually play a game, as we know that happened last year. We saw that with the Cubs and the Brewers. So uh, there, and there's the a game Dodgers played to determine the, and the, the Dodgers, Dodgers and the Rockies on the same day, the uh-huh. Monday after the October first. So that's right. So what? What you have is it's so important to win the division, so you do have to have to settle that on the field. Uh, so then Tampa Bay is the uh, second wild card at 18. Those so either Cleveland or Minnesota would be the first one. Then the A's that are real really contending are 16 over, and they're one game out of that second wild card spot. Then we get to the pretenders, including the Red Sox at four um, <laughs> four over, so they're seven out already. Texas is one over at eight and a half, and even though they won their last two games, I think by Friday night you would have had to eliminate them. The Anaheim, uh, the Angels, the Los Angeles. Angel Vanaheim, I guess we're going to do a full uh, funeral here. Got to get their name right. They're uh, ten and a half out, so we, I think we can forget about them. It's not that there are so many teams in their way; it's just so many games to make up. I, I can't see that. And Texas is near, and so are the Red Sox. I mean, in a couple of weeks, I think we're just going to be talking about uh, the Indians, the Twins, the uh, Tampa Bay, and, and the A's uh, right. for those wild card spots. But in a week or two, okay. In the National League, it's a different story. Uh, we are limiting in one team. Washington has the first wild card at seven over. This was a big game when they. You you know, because the, the, they beat the Mets today, who's one of their contenders. You're going to have a lot of big games. Like tonight is an important game. The Phillies and Giants, they're both contending for the wild card, as you'll see. The Washington is at seven over. Uh, St. Louis is the second wild card at the moment at six over. Milwaukee's at five over, half a game out. The Mets are four over at a game out. 
Philadelphia is three over at a game and a half out. Arizona is one over, and uh, what would that put them at? Uh, uh, two and a half out, I think. Uh, let me see. Three. Yeah, I think I had them at three. Yeah, so yeah, two and a half because it was one and a half for the Phillies. Arizona, then San Francisco uh, minus two, so that would be uh, four games out. Then Cincinnati minus four is five games out. They're still in it. San Diego uh, had a good good week this weekend because they eliminated uh, their uh, Western Division brethren because they won three out of four against Colorado. So they're seven seven under. So they're six and a half out. We're keeping them alive, but we're sticking a fork in the Colorado Rockies, who are now twelve under, even though they won today. And so they're like nine out, and they're so behind so many teams. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. So And an update on the Giants-Phillies, uh, it's now 5-3. Yastrzemski just hit another home run. So there okay, you go. Yeah. Carl, oh, yeah. Carl Yastrzemski. Carl Yastrzemski. No, it's Mike Yastrzemski. We yeah. Sing the song. Mm-hmm. All right. It is Mike, but yes. uh, we all know that Kari Stremsky song around here. All right, so a couple of uh, baseball notes. Not too much, really, in the note. Uh, we had. I heard uh, we were talking about it. Um, uh, first of all, the Dodgers won a walk-off game on Wednesday, and that was their tenth of the year. Does anybody know? Did anyone hear in connection with that what, what the record is for walk-offs in a, in a season? Well, I know the A's uh, one year, a couple of years ago, uh, walked off fourteen games, but I don't okay. know if that's the actual record or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's the kind of thing that you know, wasn't really kept. You know, for years and then, and the other thing we were talking about the crazy thing with analytics and pitch counts and and everything else. And I don't remember his first name, but he's the Yankees best starting Herman. I don't know what. You, uh, isn't it German Herman? Ger- Ger- Jeremy. Uh, Ger- Jeremy. No, German or uh, I forget. What, I think it's, uh, it's some weird name like that. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, you, what the deal is, it turns out, which I was not aware of until somebody brought it up this week in our sports group. And again, I did. You, you, thank you, Robert. Yeah. I, I thought you would want credit for that if you did it. <laughs> anyway, so the thing is that he is on a, a um, an innings limit. And what the, I don't understand, if you're going to have an innings limit, why don't you start the guy in May or June so that he could, if you're a good team and you think you're going to make a postseason, why do you have a guy help you get to the postseason and then you're a, a man short and they didn't go out and get a starting pitcher? Okay, here's what blows me away, Chris, about this whole thing. They, uh, Mike Francesa had Brian Cashman on uh, at the day after the trade deadline, and uh, that's when this came out. Uh, Cashman said, oh, he's on an innings list. But Herman has already been on the injured list and already missed some time, so you would think – that wouldn't come into play. And then, well, how low was the innings? But the question is, Robert, how low was the innings limit? Say, you I, don't know how I, low. I, I have no idea because I have no idea. They normally don't. I have no idea because he wouldn't say. You know, he wouldn't say what the limit is. You know, stuff like that. It's, it's like really, and you're going to justify not picking up a starting pitcher. You know, that just—it's amazing. I mean, that's going to be their, their, you know, they've got a very good bullpen. They can hit the ball like crazy. They're going to score tons of runs, even in the postseason against good pitching. But the, you can't have pitchers going three and, three and four innings, and that's the kind of pitching they get. They throw, they throw a lot of pitchers, uh, pitches, and it's just not going to work, off, work out for the Yankees. And, you know, crazy. I don't get it. But anyway. and, and another and another baseball note: uh, Joe okay. Panic got released by the Giants and was picked up by the Mets because of Robinson Cano being out for the rest of the year. So Panic will be the Mets' uh, starting second baseman on what, most What days happened now. to Robbie Cano? Don't you know? Uh, he blew out a hamstring and tore, tore it, so he's gone for the rest. Was he hustling? Wait a minute, was he hustling? Uh, yes, he was. And he was. It, it cost him the hamstring. <laughs> no, yes. there you. He'll never oh, do that again. Now, now, but now, wait a minute. He'll have an excuse now as to why he doesn't have to hustle. <laughs> That's right. right. And That's we do right. have another we have another baseball note. The Cubs picked up Jonathan Lucroy 
yeah. recently released by the Angels, and to make room for him, they optioned Taylor Davis back to Iowa. Now, I don't know. This is the same Jonathan Lucroy, if I'm correct, that got uh, taken out by this Astros player. That That is correct. That is that, correct. I mean, really, if you're the Cubs, is that really somebody you want to pick up if he's already got injury, injury issues? And the Angels cut him. It's not like the Angels are uh, swimming well, in and, talent here. And not remember, like the Angels are rolling in the catchers. And, and remember, you, the Houston player who did it did get suspended for it. So he did. He yeah. did but I mean, I think all these fans, and uh, probably the Theo and Jet too. And uh, I mean, they annoy me some days, but um, they uh, they were saying. We're in a catching bind. Well, you know what? Taylor Davis is a serviceable catcher. Give the man a chance. What about these home runs, guys? Did you watch that, Perry? Which one, Which one, Bill? The, the player for the Reds, Castino. Is that his name? Castino that hit three Steel? home runs last night. I did not see last night's game. Um, I know Bryant had a, a big home run today, which he really needed, to be honest. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were talking about the Reds rookie that, that had the three home runs, and I can't pronounce his name either, uh, Bill. But he has seven home runs in ten days. Wow. The guy they brought up, he was hitting a lot of them in the minor leagues, but seven home runs in ten games. And, he's and I think what, yep. you, what you watch for there, Bill, is once the pitchers have all seen him, you know, and he makes it around right. the league a little bit, then the pitchers will make some changes. And then, of course, he'll have to adjust to whatever the pitchers are doing. That's right. That's true, too. But they haven't forgotten uh, it hadn't been as bad to lose the right fielder. Another update on the Sunday night game. It's now 5-5. Giants. All right, there you go. So it sounds like it's going to be a good one and uh, probably go uh, a couple hours after this show. So uh, that'll be good. Okay, so I think, are we done with baseball? Any Anything else on uh, well, baseball? Well, we do want to recommend everybody go listen. Uh, not a whole lot came, you know, a lot of new stuff, but on All Things Radio, there's an interview from 1978 at the end of the show with Red Barber. So right. go listen. With, and we everybody, don't know who the interviewer is. We don't know who the interviewer is, interviewer is, except he's a guy, Dan, from Connecticut. So if anybody can identify the interviewer, we don't have swell prizes here. Uh, we don't have anything here. But if anybody can identify for us during the week the interviewer of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, Red Barber, uh, we'd appreciate it because we'd like to put that on and uh, say give Dan from Connecticut credit. But I know he's from Connecticut because he talked about being halfway between Fenway Park and, and uh, you know, Yankee Stadium. So uh, that's, correct, yeah. that's all we know. Okay, so I think we're going to do uh, – Perry and I are going to take care of some football, and then we'll talk about the football notes too. Perry's going to give you the scores and I'm going to give you next week's schedule. So here we go. Preseason scores. And we know that everybody loves to talk about these things. So we'll, we'll, give you the, we'll give you the preseason football scores. And keep in mind when we do these, not a lot of players played in these games. Even if, they, players, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. if they did, they may have played one or two possessions and that's it. Yeah. But here yeah. we go. Yeah. Thursday, August 8th, Bills 24, Colts 16. Giants, 31. Jets, 22. By the way, when we do the regular season schedule uh, scores on uh, the football Sundays, we will be commenting on these games as we go along. Cause we'll, be, we'll, actually know some, we'll actually know something about them. We, we, we can't say that we paid a lot of attention to these. No. Browns, 30. Redskins, 10. Patriots, 31. Lions, 3. We know that quarterback Tom Savage of the Lions was injured in that game. We don't know how serious. Dolphins, 34. Falcons, 27. Titans 27, Eagles 10. Their backup quarter was quarterback for the Eagles was injured, but we understand he is probably going to be okay. Ravens 29, Jaguars 0. 
Panthers 23, Bears 13. I saw just a little bit of this game, and the Bears uh, still working on their kicking issues. They were still having having some field goal yeah. issues. Oh, the Jets got rid of their kicker after their game, too, also. Packers okay. 28, Texans 26, Cardinals 17, Chargers 13, Seahawks 22, Broncos 14. Friday, Steelers 30, Buccaneers 28, Vikings 34, Saints 25. Saturday, Chiefs 38, Bengals 17. Raiders, they beat the uh, Rams 14-3. 49ers 17, Cowboys 9. And that is your scoreboard for this week. And as we usually do, uh, those of us around the Big Ten always have fun with this announcer. And goodness knows, for the Oakland Raiders on preseason television, the great, better not say late because she is still alive, the great Beth Mowens, one of the best announcers around. I I want to tell you, the the Raiders haven't made preseason, don't they? Beth Mowens on TV and Brent Musburger on radio. God, Kevin Kugler with the with Texans. (laughs) Oh, that's that's pretty good. Okay, so for week two in the preseason, though, things will be a little more spread out. We had eleven games on Thursday night, which meant even if you wanted to follow them all, you really couldn't. It was too crazy. But this is a little more uh, logical here. Uh, Of course, the last Thursday night, the Thursday before Labor Day, we'll have. Have, uh, 16 games and no and no regulars will play and uh, they'll all be uh, all the regulars will be in bubble wrap on the sidelines. So That's correct. All right. So Thursday night we uh, have uh, now the August 15th. We have Philadelphia at Jacksonville at 7 p.m. and of course all these times are Eastern. We have the Jets at Atlanta 7:30 p.m. Falcons looking for their first preseason win for whatever you know they're 0-2. They're only 0-2 team in, in football. <laughs> Cincinnati at Washington 7:30. Uh, Green Bay at Baltimore, uh, 7.30. Uh, Oakland at Arizona, 8 p.m. Uh, well, luckily they play in, so inside. You wouldn't want to be playing outside at 5 o'clock in Arizona. That wouldn't no. Be good. So and that's, uh, and that's on ESPN, uh, the Raiders uh, at uh, Arizona. So they, they really fought long and hard to get a, a marquee matchup for ESPN. Well, at least I can avoid Brent Musburger that way. That's true. There's, yeah. there's something to be said yeah. for that. But you have to deal with the new Monday night group, not Sean and uh, well, Sean McConaughey anymore. You know, yeah. you just, well, you no, it's been Joe Tessitore it's, it's, and Booger, and, but it's no Jason Witten this year. No Jason Witten. That's right. He's back playing again, right? Yeah. Okay, Friday the 16th, we have Buffalo at Carolina, and that's at 7 p.m. Uh, Chicago at the Giants, 7.30 p.m. Miami at Tampa Bay, 7.30 p.m. And, of course, you usually do have the uh, the rivalries. There's certain rivalries that are always played. And Miami at Tampa Bay, they play every year. Saturday, August 17th. Um, and I like these. I like these uh, late afternoon, these, these Saturday afternoon games. Sort of made, Not only it's pro football, but it makes you feel like it's almost like a college game for the Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Cleveland at Indianapolis at 4 p.m. Then we have the, the Patriots at Tennessee at 7 p.m. Uh, in- Cleveland and Indianapolis will be an NFL Network live game, by the way. Okay, they didn't uh, show that on here, unfortunately. Well, that usually is because it those 4 p.m. in the afternoon when they're live, if there's one live, they're always yeah. on NFL Network. Well, that makes sense. And and did they yeah. split it? Will you see the Browns? Uh, one uh, half some years they do, some years they don't. You just have to check. Yes, it depends. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Patriots are at Tennessee at 7 p.m. Kansas City at Pittsburgh at uh, 7.30 p.m. Detroit at Houston, 8 p.m. Uh, Dallas at the Rams at 10 p.m. And that's in Honolulu. And Hawaii. That is, that yeah. is in Honolulu, yes. yes. So that, yeah. that would be a tough assignment to have, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. oh, that would be a wonderful assignment to have. <laughs> and then Sunday, 
We have some nationally televised games uh, round off on Monday night. So we have New Orleans at the Chargers, and that's 4 p.m., and that's CBS. So they want to show everybody the uh, the uh, jewel of the NFL, which is that little soccer stadium. I don't I don't understand that, but that's what they're going to yeah. do. New Orleans at the Chargers, and it's going to be nice and hot, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. Seattle at Minnesota, 8 p.m. Then that's we have, Fox, that's yeah. on Fox, and oh yeah, and I mentioned CBS for New Orleans at the Chargers. Right. Fox has Seattle at Minnesota, and then Monday night we end up, uh, again, I guess that crew will bounce back, unless they have a backup ESPN crew or they, what they're going to do, uh, maybe they'll no, do it'll the game. No, it'll be San, the same people. And it'll be the San Francisco 49ers at the Denver Broncos, 8 p.m., and that's on ESPN. Robert, why don't you talk a moment oh, about hold on, hold on, before, oh. before we do that, we do have some callers. Oh, okay. okay. Let's go so, to the caller. Let's go to the callers. Uh, Pierre, welcome aboard. Hey, uh, uh, Kevin Harvick won the race today. Good. But but uh, I bet the Mets has one mad player because uh, if they would have kept him until today, they owed him a million dollars. So they signed Panic and then designated him for assignment. So they don't have to pay him the million dollars. And he knows he's going to be down for the whole year because if they call him back for one day, they still owe him a million dollars. You don't remember who uh And Danny Echeverria? Echeverria? Echeverria is his name. We're going to have you call, uh, Pierre, we're going to have you mute and call on your producer to let you know that because you've got a producer too. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, you know, sometimes these teams, if it's somebody important enough, they'll let them get. I remember the Red Sox were dealing with innings limits that that things would kick in if they pitched. And they let them pitch. You know, it was like a meaningless game and they let, um, you know, I forget who it was, but they let them pitch, you know. And sometimes they do it for a good feeling on the team. Now, this guy, I guess they figure, hey, he's tied to the team. He's a young guy. He'll be here five years anyway. It doesn't really matter. We'll just do what we want. So, anyway. So, uh, all right. So, we I guess still, you could wait, say, wait a minute, guys. We still have oh, another, car. another Another car. Yeah, we do. Pam, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to make a comment about the Chiefs game yesterday. I listened to that. Uh-huh. And I'm having an issue with whatever they're doing with all these views. My God. It seems like they can't look cross-eyed at somebody without having it reviewed. Well, and you were college football, Pam. At that point, Pam, about that, I was watching last night on on TV the 49ers and the Cowboys, and there was a pass interference penalty. It was apparently reviewed. However, Greg Papa and Tim Ryan were doing TV for the 49ers, so we don't know who was doing radio. But Uh, Bob Fitzgerald was the player. Oh, yeah, he used to fill in for Ted Robinson, too, on the radio in preseason. But uh, they did not even know that the play had been reviewed it was reviewed so fast well that wasn't the case in the chiefs game they had so many of these darn things i made a comment on twitter i'm like do you want to review a chiefs game with your review well, you know, uh, the thing is, the thing is, this is getting a lot like college football. College football, though, I will say, they they may have uh, four-hour games, and part of it is scoring, part of it is overtime, part of it is a lot of different things, though, and longer halftime. So they end up with almost four-hour games. By the way, nobody complains about the four-hour college football games. They just complain, no. complain about the four-hour baseball game. But getting back to the pros, their review uh, process is, of course, just starting. It's actually under review if, as, as we look at it because they're going to, I'm sure, tweak it. But there's that. There's Number two is they – the colleges get in and out of those reviews quickly. It's only a minute or two for most anything, except once in a while their targeting might take a couple, three minutes instead of one. But most everything else, the scoring plays, all that stuff gets reviewed very quickly. I don't. They need to go to the college folks and find out how it's done because they just yeah. don't get things done fast. You know. I don't think in college football. I don't think they had a, the referee goes under any hood or anything like that. They they just review it from the booth and the booth reviews down yep. what it is. 
Yeah, but well, of course they don't have that. So what the problem might be is they've got the central thing where they've got all the games on the monitor being done in, out in New York and, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and also it's slow in the NBA and in baseball, too. You know, things in yep. Chicago, the things in New York take a long time to come back to. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 they've really got to look at maybe just have a booth review in, in each game and let that be part of your crew, the booth reviewer, be part of your crew and get it away from New York. I think they want to try. And then every week, even if they review everything in New York, they still apologize to somebody. Yes. <laughs> You know, so, you know. Jerry, go ahead. Well, I, I have a little thought on these reviews. Why would it take so long in the NFL? Is because they want to get all these commercials in. And in uh, college football, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's regional action, so there's a smaller area seeing one well, game. Well, no, they're, and, na- they're pretty much national, Jerry, on college, too. A lot of these games are national, so it's not a, it's not the commercial thing. It's just because the NFL just – because a lot of times they don't go to commercials during the review. They may if it's really re- – but they'll stay there, and they'll be discussing. So it, uh, oh, I don't okay. think that's it. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's Sean, just, I Sean, think they need a booth. You, uh, I think- Sean, why don't you yeah. give us those uh, numbers again in case anybody yeah. wants to Yeah, why don't you all, folks, we, yeah, if anybody else wants to call in, uh, 646-876-9923. And when you're in, 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Star 6 raises your hand on, or mute you and unmute you. Star 9 raises your hand on the phone. Alt-Y on the computer. More on your smartphone. Now, of course, we also do want to get into some Antonio Brown and all we of his do that, But why don't we actually first, I forgot, why don't we do the death of the wide receivers coach? Jerry, you're there. Maybe you've got some info. Shelly. Or Shelly might have. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of us. Uh, okay, Shelly, why don't you start us off? Because yeah, you're the one that broke the story earlier today. Sure. Uh, the former wide receiver coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Daryl Drake, has passed away at age 62. There is no cause of death listed so far. He, of course, coached for us for a while as wide receiver coach, but beforehand he worked for nine years uh, for the Cardinals and five years for the Bears, and um, he certainly will be missed. He's uh, survived by a wife, three daughters, and some grandchildren. So um, a lot of things being written on Twitter and Facebook that he was just a great coach. Schuster wrote that uh, he was the best coach he ever had. In throughout all his, um, you know, his football and college career, and even surpassed Mike Tomlin. So mm-hmm. that's why. Wow. And he and he he did his college time part of it at University of Texas, and I think he came with Mac Brown from North Carolina to Texas because Tom Herman gave a great tribute to him on you know, they showed on our local news, and so I think he was at North Carolina for a little bit before he came to Texas, and you know, he did graduate assistant work and then worked his way up with North. Carolina, and he, he felt, you know, he brought him along, and then, like I said, under, I mean, let me see, at the Bears, you would have been under Dungy, probably, and then under Arian and Tomlin, so, yeah, right. definitely. Dungy wrote a really nice tribute to him um, on Twitter. Yeah, he put <clears throat> okay. it very... So, all right, so, Robert, why don't you, uh, we, we had the song in 1968, uh, Fire, by the crazy world of Arthur Brown. We now have the crazy world of Antonio Brown. Tell us a little bit about the crazy world of Antonio Brown. Oh, uh, uh, this guy is a complete, utter idiot, and uh, oh, that's the nicest thing I'll say because we are on radio. Um, here's a guy, apparently sometime during the off season, went to France, 
and went into one of these cryobaric oh, chambers. Oh, yes. Cryogenic. Um, yeah. Uh, cryogenic. Cryogenic. Hyperbaric what? chambers, but the uh, science is cryogenic. Yeah, yeah well, what, whatever the heck you call it. Anyway, he went in without the proper footwear, and he got, ended up getting frostbite on his feet. Right. Now, he and could that, have gone and run on the Lambeau Field. You know, yeah. he froze a tundra and done that. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand yeah. why he did um, but anyway, that's problem number one. And then problem number two, the NFL has passed new rules about the kind of helmets that football players can wear. If your helmet is over 10 years old, it is not allowed to be worn. Well, he's, uh, he filed a protest with the arbitrator, and he told the Oakland Raiders and the National Football League that if he cannot wear the helmet that he chooses to wear, he will not play. I say good riddance to bad rubbish. What I don't understand, and maybe maybe we can uh, get some comments from Cheryl, Shelly, yeah, Shelly and Jerry, which isn't easy to say, yeah. is I don't, okay, he had his problems last year with his contract and blah, 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 and, you know, but to my understanding, he was not a head case until now. I mean, I understand going to the radios will do that to you, but, no, but I don't understand. No, he's been a head case. He's, he's been, been a head, head case, case before. So oh, what, what, at the, what at the time? Okay, yeah. Shelly, go ahead. He's been a head case for several years. You'll recall a few years ago. He was based, he was doing Facebook posts from the locker room. Um, there were things that he had done. I'm not exactly sure of all the specifics, but I know that there were a few times that he was uh, called under scrutiny during the week that really didn't, it took the focus off of the next game right. for the Steelers. And, you know, last year, of course, it was all the belly aching about the contract. So now I, right. I guess I got to say that, uh, you know, our problem is now the, the Raiders problem and your problem, Robert. I didn't. Get yeah. It, so. yeah, I know. Uh, and, uh, uh, funny, he's been crazy for uh, a while. He's a looney tune. Uh, Him yeah. and Bell now, are, are com- yeah. thorns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A little bit of comedy on that, though. Last week before this story came out, I guess I, I heard the clip. I saw the clip of it, but I didn't watch it live on Hard Knock. I guess his kid went up and said, Daddy, where's Ben Roethlisberger? He's like, we're not with the Steelers anymore. We're the Raiders. He goes, well, who's our quarterback? He's like, well, Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah, well, uh, the, kid, the kid kept wondering, well, aren't you wearing the wrong color, Daddy? It's like, yeah. You know, such, you know, but no, he's had a lot of, he's had a lot of nothing this major, but a lot of disruptive problems in Pittsburgh. I've heard similar things. So, I mean, I'm not there, but I was just even nationally, oh, yeah. things that would come I out. Kind of and, he's know, such just, a good receiver. It's really sad because he's the best receiver in football. He really is. Yeah. You no, know, when he yeah. plays, he's, he, if he'll settle down and play, but I mean, the science that he's believing in is the same science that the great scientific authority, John Henry Williams, uh, believed in when he froze uh, Ted Williams' brain on, in two 2002, and we all know how that's working out so far. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this well, is we'll crazy. Get, well, but the, and we do have some more hands. Wait, wait, hold on. We do have some more hands. So, Shelly, we'll get to you in just a second. Jamal, go ahead. Hello. Got a few observations to make. Okay. First of all, about Antonio Brown. And certainly I've heard about the nuttiness going on out there with the Raiders. But I want to point out today, he said that if he, he kind of backed off his threat about retiring, but he says if he gets hurt in these new helmets that he's taking legal action against the National Football League now. Okay. And I also want to say, as much criticism as the guy is taking, will the Raiders fans be making being as critical if this guy scores 30 touchdowns this year? No. Uh, Jamal, I, when, I'm, when I'm not happy about a player joining my team, I make that perfectly clear. Now, I know you're not on all the systems that, that uh, me and Sean and others are on, but I made it very clear when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors, I was not happy with that. And so when 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 my team does something I don't approve of, uh, 
you know, I'm not one of these of these uh, fans that just go along with whatever my team does. Uh, but you I was still cheer if he gets a t- if he gets a touchdown, they win the game. You're going to cheer, right, Robert? Well, of course, of course. All right. But yeah. so that's know, what but, I said to a friend of our friend Sue when yeah. LeBron came to her, you know, to the Cavaliers, and she was not happy. And I said, does that mean if he scores like a game-winning basket, you're not going to be, you know, whatever? And then then she yeah. admitted that she would. I mean, yeah. you have to when the yeah. game starts. You know, Randy Moss was not a, a pillar of virtue, but he had one of the best years for a wide receiver in 2007 anybody ever had. And I was very happy about it. He helped win, lead them to that 18-0 start before they lost the Super Bowl. And, and so the you just deal with it, you know? Yeah. And the cryogenics can work. The cryogenics, the cryogenics can work, but you got to have your particular gear. That's 300 below zero. You're in there for two minutes at um, uh, 300 well, below zero. You got to have that particular the sports on. guys. Kind of, the sports you know, guys. He's on the same guy. He's, he's the yeah. same guy that would probably argue back in the day when the seatbelt laws came out. He goes, "Well, it's going to wrinkle my clothes." That's right. <laughs> but they, you know, they were making. They were funny on the sports hub. I was listening to them. I forget when it was Wednesday or Thursday, and they were talking about cryogenics. They said it's one of those kind of things that you do, and since you don't die, you feel better. You know, everybody will say they get out of this thing. Oh, yeah, I feel a lot better. That's because you're not freezing to death anymore and you didn't die. That, that's really about it. And by the way, Jamal, hold on, hold on. Jamal, do you get anything real quick? And then we got to go to Shelly. We're kind of yeah, coming yeah, up on the yeah. clock. Just yes, I want real quick about uh, pitchers and pitch counts. I'm so sick of Major League Baseball and the so-called uh, analytic. Uh, analytic garbage and emasculating the pitchers. Hell. What are they going to do next? Make the pitchers wear pantyhose and panties? Come on now. Well, they can't. The quarterbacks have them all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Jolly, so, Jolly, Jolly. Just real quick, I was going to say, too, you want to talk about histrionics with Brown. Who else do you know that flies into training camp on a helicopter? Uh, no, on a hot air balloon, Shelly. Oh, he it, was, it was a hot air balloon. Yeah, he did. Well, that's very appropriate. He's full of a lot of hot air. That yeah. Works. yeah, that's all I got. Okay, um, there was one uh, notable death in the NFL uh, in the former players' ranks. Dave Parks, who was the number one draft choice of the NFL in 64. This is when they had separate drafts, of course, for the AFL and the NFL. Dave Parks uh, died at 77 years old. He was drafted by the 49ers. He, uh, he, was, uh, he came in in 64 from Texas Tech. Uh, he was there in 61 through 63. 64 through 67 played for the 49ers. 68 through 72 played for the Houston, uh, no, New Orleans. Hang on. San Francisco, 64 through 67. Then New Orleans, 68 to 72. And then Houston in 73. I didn't remember him with the Saints, or, uh, but he was very good with the 49ers. He made three Pro Bowls. In 1965, he led the league. He won the receiving Triple Crown. He led in yard, uh, reception, and touchdown. His total for the uh, for uh, his career, 360 receptions. He had uh, 5,619 yards and 44 touchdowns. So very good receiver for the for the 49ers. And actually, one thing that's related a bit to football that we probably should just throw in quickly. And Sean, you can take this. AT and T and Directv they settled things just in the nick of time for the for the uh, preseason and football. Well, no, you mean AT&T and CBS. AT&T and CBS. And, CBS. and, and DirecTV. They, uh, they settled on right? Thursday morning. They got all, all the CBS-owned and operated stations were back just in time for them to get their 
games on on all their local you know all their local networks because there's at least seven or eight of them that had flagships that were on CBS stations so they got that but they still have not settled with Nexstar they still have not settled with the NFL network so but, okay and, and if anybody has is people, anything for us you got about three minutes so if you if okay I, I got one quick thing a, a listening a listening tip for people and I don't know exactly the time on this but I know that the sports have in Boston is celebrating their 10th anniversary on on Tuesday and they are available of course on the on the internet you know on your stream and on your Lady A and all that. So if you want to listen, there's going to be a Radio. documentary. Com, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's going oh, to no, be... they're not radio.com. They're tune in because they're not intercom. They're cumulative. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're cumulative. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, uh, Beasley. Beasley. Look at this right. Yeah, anyhow, no, but they're tuned in. They're not radio.com. Yeah, that's right. In. But they're yeah. Beasley. I said they were cumulative. They're Beasley. Yeah. But anyway, there's a 10 hour documentary, non, no commercials about sports in the last 10 years in Boston. And of course, very eventful. And most of the sports, except for the Red Sox, have been on the Sports Hub. There'll be a lot of highlights, I'm sure, with the Celtic Bruins and, and uh, Patriots and, you know, the championships, et cetera. And just, I don't know what the documentary is going to, and I don't actually know when it starts. I know it's a 10-hour documentary, so whether it starts at 8 in the morning or and a 10 one in the other, morning And one other listening note for people, for those of you that uh, listen to KNBR on your various devices, uh, I found out, they, you know, they stream the Giants every day, and of course they replay them every night. Well, with 49ers, they're not allowed to do that. I put it on last night just to see what they would do, and... Uh, if you if you ask for KNBR, it plays CBS Sports uh, Radio during the 49er game. You actually have to ask for TuneIn Live, and yeah. don't say and do not say San Francisco 49ers. You have to ask for the 49ers just by itself. Okay. Well, the thing about the NFL is it's all different from MLB. I don't even know how the 49ers are getting to do that with MLB because they're tighter than the NFL. We're not even going to talk about who's streaming and who did. I didn't even look during preseason because no. it doesn't count. It's when no. we get to regular season, I'll try to give people some heads up or it'll be information we'll put on the boards over at 712-432-3642 because right. we don't yeah. necessarily want to publicize it all over the place. But so somebody yeah. may hear it and say, hey, oh, we're not supposed to do that. So anyway, Sean, you want to give some plugs and then we'll do Joe Nuxall? We, we still have before Sean does, we still have about a minute. So if anybody all has right. anything- well, First of all, before we do that, I will talk about it. As we said, Patrick Reed, of course, won the Northern Trust, which is the first uh, in the playoff, the, the FedEx Cup, which ends now Labor Day weekend, as you remember. And, of course, Tiger Woods pulled out of the tournament on Friday. Please, no jokes. This is a family show. We already made the joke before the show. So That's hey, right. You yeah. know about pulling we did. Out. He, anyway, he, he, did yeah, pull. he finally pulled out, yeah. Hey. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. And that's really, and of course, uh, we'll have next week, we got some college. We'll start talking a little college football because we're less than two weeks away from the first couple of games on, you know, that zero week Saturday. But, uh, and definitely want to thank everybody. We got Joe Nupsall coming here in a minute. We're coming up on Sean where you'll have about two minutes to do the plugs. So, okay, okay. What, what, what's Look your quick thing, Robert? One, one other quick thing. Chris, you wanted to know how the Giants are getting or how KMBR is getting around that. Uh, KMBR is part of the Giants' ownership group, so that's why uh-huh. they're allowed to do that. There okay. you go. Well, yeah, two minutes, Sean. All right, and anyway, of course, uh, if you missed this show at any time, you can check out uh, legendoldies.com or Worldwide Space Legend in your podcaster. Tell your smart device to play Worldwide Legend Podcasts uh, and say next until you get to Sports Lounge Live. But in your podcaster, just type in Worldwide Legend, select Sports Lounge Live, or you can get last week and this week's episode of Sports Lounge Live, 832 
888-999-8604. And if you want to comment on anything, you want to interact with us, 712-432-3642, go to board number nine. Uh, hey, we're going to come back next week. Uh, we'll have a little more football as we get into things. we got some Joe Nuxall coming up in a minute. He's finally going to he's finally gonna come out. He was going to haunt us from the grave. So we just want to thank peace, everybody. Yeah. Thank, our, thank our callers. Hey, we went last week with no callers. Now this yeah. week, hey, everybody's coming back. So That's right. Yeah. We have 50 seconds. They, yeah. and, well, the thing know, was, they didn't uh, last week. They they listened to the show quietly and a bit sullen, and they heard us and they said, "We've got to call in line." <laughs> yeah, yeah they're like, these guys are bad, and we need yeah. to, we need to help these idiots That's out. Right. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what they said, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, definitely we'll have we'll start looking at college football a little bit next week and really get into it next. Uh, right, couple guys, weeks, definitely. ready to roll. Okay, okay. all right, have everybody, good... take it easy. Here comes the uh, tribute to Joe Nuxall. He and can we'll finally see you rest next in week. peace, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Enjoy. For over six years, he's been the ambassador of Cincinnati Reds baseball. That's it, right there. <laughs> From the fresh-faced 15-year-old on the mound to the radio booth above the field to the statue in front of Great American Ballpark, Joe Nuxall transcended baseball to become one of the most beloved characters in Cincinnati history and perhaps the biggest Reds fan ever. The Reds are going to win. You know, I, I tell you, I, you know, I'm, I, of course, I'm a, a, an eternal optimist. There's no question about that. I think they're going to win a pennant every year. In 1944, Joe signed with the Reds while he was still attending high school in Hamilton. He appeared in one game at the age of 15, making him the youngest player ever in Major League Baseball. The Reds commemorated that feat in 2004 with a 1944-style Nuxall bobblehead. And, of course, Joe had a lot of fun with that. Joe, that looks just like you. I mean, it's it's unbelievable the likeness. Here. <laughs> Nuxall would make his way back to the Reds and the major leagues in 1952. He totaled 16 years in the majors, 15 of those he wore a Reds uniform. With his playing days over, Joe went straight to the radio booth in 1967. He would connect with Reds fans on a daily basis for the next 38 years. I mean, he got a whole bunch of that. That one lands in the second deck. His work with Marty Brenneman turned out to be a partnership that made the radio announcers more popular than the players. Everyone in Redsland loved Marty and Joe. Marty is not one that uh, uh, tries to take the whole show away and, uh, and vice versa. And I think uh, for that reason, people enjoy us more because we'll, we'll have fun up there. We like to, you know, kind of jab each other once in a while, just like uh, in a clubhouse. Since the 2004 season, Joe worked a limited schedule in the booth, but was still a fixture around Great American Ballpark. And he'll always be a fixture at Great American. Joe's statue is part of Crosley Terrace in front of the stadium. The dedication was in 2003. And you walk into Great American Ballpark, and that statue will be standing there, along with Ted Kuzuski, Ernie Lombardi, so with that, I thank you all very, very much. It's been a pleasure and an absolute honor. Thank you. This past September, Joe was a hit at Oktoberfest, leading the annual chicken dance. Joe leaves a legacy on several levels. His education fund, his love of people, his love for the Reds, and the folksy way good old Nuxy signed off each and every broadcast. It's been great, and so for the last time, this is the old left-hander, Roddy Third, and heading for home. Good night.
Good afternoon, everyone.